the cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. Let's make that climb together up the, the green, green peak. peak with your host, Richard Zwicky. Hi, everybody. It's Richard Zwicky with The Green Peak. And joining me today, I have the great pleasure of uh, having Marvin Washington join us. And Marvin's a uh, retired NFL player who uh, retired back in, uh, I believe it was 1999, but had a storied career and, you know, a star across the sport. But since retiring, uh, Marvin's become very active um, in medical cannabis, specifically in working both uh, with the government and with the NFL Players Association to push for changes in uh, both the sports drug policies, but also the government's drug policies, which, you know, have been motivated by hatred and uh, bigotry in many cases, um, and really depriving people who need uh, treatment access to proper medication. Welcome, Marvin. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. So, Marvin, you know, NFL players take a beating, and I think NFL players and NHL players are probably take the most physical um, abuse, for want of a better term, to their bodies in the course of their sports career. And cannabis has been shown in so many ways of being beneficial towards helping repair the damage, both while, they're, while you're playing, but also afterwards to help the long-term effects. You've become an advocate for, you know, the leagues helping to work through these issues and really not just to recognize it, but to help players get what they need to improve their lives, but also to work with, uh, in terms of the government helping to recognize patients' needs as well. What drove you to get involved? Wow. Uh, I've been involved since 2013. Uh and I was at a golf tournament, uh, of, of course, out on Long Island. And I ran into a guy that was telling me about uh, the patent 6630507 and talking about uh, CBD and their relationships to concussions and acting like as a neuroprotectant and antioxidant for the brain. Yep. And back then, you know, it seems like a long time ago, but it, but it really wasn't. Back then, you know, you had Junior Seau, Dave Dorison, and, and some of my fellow NFLers had you know, uh, committed suicide because of the issues and the behaviors that came out of CTE. <laughs> and also the concussion lawsuit was going on and what have you. And I didn't know anything about it because I'm not a partaker of, of THC. Uh, and that's the only thing I knew about. But right. I sat down with him and then I did a deep dive. And then I became convinced that if we're going to solve the NFL's one of their issues, which is a closed head injury, you know, and that, that leads to CTE. It was going to come through science and, 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 and not equipment. You wasn't going to build a better mouthpiece or a better helmet or anything like that. Yep. It was going to come through science. And there's, you know, once I found about Dr. Raphael Mishulam over in Israel and his studies and what have you, I became convinced and I wanted the NFL, you know, the biggest sports league in the world to take a look at it and all other contact sports to take a look at this uh, for a neuroprotectant and antioxidant for the brain for the closed head injury. And that goes with football players, hockey players, uh, 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 boxers, wrestling. They say you you, you don't play boxing, no. <laughs> but it's still, it, it's still a sport, you know, but uh, soccer, 
You know, the oh, second high incidence Everybody of, heading uh, the ball? And, yeah, and second high incidence of concussion is high school girls soccer. So this is something that I felt like, you know, it was a worthy cause to, to, to get behind. And since then, it's kind of spiraled into, you know, being an advocate, being an entrepreneur, being an activist in, in the space because it's, it's so new, but it's exciting. And I feel like I'm helping people. Oh, you absolutely are. And I know one of the ways you're uh, going about it is you're beginning to host um, a show called The Fifth Quarter. Yes. Uh, so tell us that about that. Me. Sorry, I paused there. Uh, a show that came into concept uh, with Carrie Arcardia, and it was her idea to shoot a show and talk about athletes and cannabis mm -hmm. and medicating and treatment of it. And so on the show, uh, I interview athletes, I interview cannabis nurses, I interview uh, uh, medical practitioners, cannabis moms. I, I interview a wide swath of, of, of this industry, mm -hmm. and it's sort of like educational, uh, educational and it's informational. So you'll understand what athletes have to go through to, to get on the field. Yep. Uh, you'll understand how cannabis can help or be an alternative to the opiates and benzodiazepine that these leagues are poisoning you with. And so it's going to uh, debut uh, on, on Turkey Day, which is traditionally an American football day. Yep. So you can watch the Detroit Lions, watch the Dallas Cowboys, and then you can watch Fifth Quarter, which is going to debut at 4.30 Eastern on uh, Thanksgiving Day. That'll be fantastic. And, you know, in that you're you're taking your, from what I understand, your viewers a bit through a journey on the history of the plant medicine, but also in a lot of the applications. Um, tell me, with regards to that, where are you finding, you know, with the, you're, you're working with the Players Association, you're also working with teams. Where do you find that you're getting resistance or better reception? Or is it really team by team and group by group? No, going at it from the Players Association, I'm getting a uh, very good reception there because, you know, uh, they're the body that represents the players and they're yep. always looking out for the health and welfare of the players and they're very receptive to it now than versus uh, 2014, 2015. Uh, they've changed the level that a guy can test positive. At. They've changed their fine schedule, which they've taken it off. They've mm -hmm. changed their punishment schedule, which which was taking it off, you know. And so the NFL has come a long way, uh, you know, since we initially started shooting the show because the show's been a process and a journey to get where it is. I'm so happy of it. But, you know, we shot one of the episodes back in 2016 and a lot of things have changed. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but a lot of things. Have, but a lot of things have stayed the same, mm -hmm. you know, with this industry. So we talk about that. And so just keep that in mind that, you know, that's when it was shot. But there's a lot of good information in there. Uh, the only thing that's off is, you know, about the leagues punishing guys anymore because they don't do that anymore. That's from the NBA to the Major League Baseball mm -hmm. to the NHL. And uh, the NBA, they no longer punish people and have these prohibited uh, fines and suspension behind cannabis. Which is which is fantastic because nobody should be punished for taking care of their health. But, you know, you were you were a star, you were a professional, you were a star in, a, in one of the biggest leagues. And that's the top of the pyramid. But kids are playing sports in high schools. 
And for every thousand, maybe 10,000, maybe one gets a chance to work, to play in one of the professional leagues, even, you know, top tier, tier two, you name it. Your, uh, you know, the information you're sharing applies all the way back to the kids who in high school start getting concussions. I know, well, you know, one kid who came out of high school with four concussions. He's damaged. It's horrible. You know what? That's the whole thing is, is that concussions and closed head injury is not uh, exclusive to professional sports. You know, you can go back to uh, junior high. You know, th those those players create enough velocity that they can create, you know, uh, a concussion. High school, of course, college, of course. And so in my journey with this and trying to show the alternative and with this plant, I've met people from professionals to high school to junior high, all the way down to junior high that have suffered from a close head injuries. And some of these mood and behavior issues they're still suffering with and they're wondering about where where the help is going to come from well the science is there you know the product is out there mm -hmm. more than it even was when we shot this show uh there's so much cbd out there and everybody knows what cbd is nobody knows what cbd is but uh yeah there, there's help out there and that's all i want to do and instead of, you know, or, or they're talking about the soldiers that come in that, that used to come out the war theater yep. and, 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 and have PTSD, PTSD and CTE, the symptoms are the same. The symptoms are the same. So, so you acquire the I disabilities different. That's, that's the big difference, right? Yes. Yes. And so that's the things that I, that, that I want to help with and give these players an alternative and an option that we know can help and that's where i am because like i said it's not exclusive to professional sports it's it's all levels of contact sports and we mentioned earlier that the second highest incidence of concussion is girls high school soccer you know it's incredible it's yeah incredible. And, and so we can give them this plant in cbd that's non-psychotropic doesn't mm -hmm. get you high doesn't get you stoned not addictive and uh it it, it can help it can help yeah. As you said a, a moment ago, everybody's heard of CBD, but very, most don't know what CBD actually is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so but you know what? Most, most people, and it depends, you know, that's the whole thing about this, this industry of this space is like, I try to tell people like, listen, we're talking to the choir a lot because we're talking to, you know, people that are in this industry, they know, yep. but go to somewhere like Texas, go to somewhere in the Midwest and tell them like uh, about CBD that comes from the cannabis plant. They're going to equate it with reefer madness and whatever. And that's the thing is you got to explain people what it is in education and represent this plant really, really well, because it already has a negative connotation yep. to it. You know, particularly in the Midwest and people that don't know about it. But once I start telling people just to follow the science in this and I talk to them, mm -hmm. they usually want to try my product. That's the thing is to reach people with open minds. Let's come back on that. We do have to take a short break, but we'll be back in a minute on The Green Peak. And I'm Richard Zwicky. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of The Green Peak. And we're back on The Green Peak with Marvin Washington. Marvin, um, you know, before the break, we were talking about 
uh, people having open minds. And one of the areas you've had to really help open people's minds up is with the Justice Department. And I know you uh, you moved to Sioux, um, you know, the department a few years ago with regards to, and Jeff Sessions at the time in the DEA, with yep. regards to the criminalization of cannabis and to really open, force them to try and open or try to force them to open their minds and look at scientific properties and benefits versus hatred and bigotry. And both hatred and bigotry have been a big part of the demonization of cannabis. Do you see that changing? I think we push the ball down the field a little bit more. And so when I was approached by attorneys to, to, to join the lawsuit or, or lead be a lead plaintiff, mm-hmm. they sent me the brief. And the brief is like, you know, uh, the history of cannabis. Yep. And if you go back to cannabis being put on the, you know, prohibited list and being banned and made illegal, and the etymology of it, like you said, it's 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 prejudice, it's racist, starting with Henry Anslinger yep. back in the 30s. Yes. And then you go to the next guy, Richard Nixon, back in the late 60s, early 70s, who wanted to go after two groups. He wanted to go after the counterculture hip- hippies of the 60s and 70s that were protesting the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And then he wanted to go after African-Americans. Well, how could he do that? He just couldn't do it like, you know, go after a skin or go after people with long hair. So what's the commonality that they had, supposedly had, is marijuana. And that's when the failed war on drugs started in earnest. Uh, you know, the, the the population of black men in prison tripled in one year from, from 71 to 72. It, it tripled. And that's when, like I said, the war on drugs started. And uh, so we went to court because of the constitutionality of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way the bill was was passed with, with, without any hearings with with the, the Schaefer Commission endorsed by Nixon. who came out and said cannabis was everything that we know about it today. Yep. He threw that apart. And so, you know, we didn't get heard by the Supreme Court because they only take a few cases a year. But we were the first suit that was recognized by a district court, federal district court, that said cannabis has medicinal benefits. You know, we got the district court to do that. Uh, When we were trying to present before the Supreme Court, I was happy of how the cannabis community came together. And with our amicus briefs, which was our friends Mm -hmm. of the court, friends of ours, we had, you know, Isaiah Thomas, Rachel Rapino, uh, John, we had, you know, athletes, uh, from, you know, the Hall of Fame athletes to the regular athletes. We had all these different groups, minority groups, women groups, uh, uh, all types of groups that you that are in this, make up this echo system of, of cannabis, sign on to the brief. And we, we gave it a pretty good shot. And we feel like, you know, we've moved the ball down the field. And whoever picks it up, whether it's this current Senate and Congress, which I'm kind of disappointed with, Mm-hmm. Uh, we feel like they should pick it up and, and, and take it on the way over to goalposts and get this thing legal, get us normalized, get us, you know, back, get us into banks. You know, we can't even get yeah. banking. You know, that's stupid. It's when you have, absolutely you insane. Know, over two thirds of the country that either have it recreationally or, or medically. Yeah. And uh, exactly. I mean, it's two thirds at least is represented by people, by groups who want legalization and can't get it. 
And, yeah. you know, all these politicians, you know, it's I'm not going to go on a rant about them, but they're more and more, they're more concerned about their next election than actually doing, making positive change that's lasting for the long term. It's, it's shameful. And, and it hurts people when you're worried about the next election and not worried about what you were put in office for, which is to serve. Exactly. You know, you're there to represent the people. And if the majority of the people have voted and say they want something, listen. Yeah. Um, you know, so going on that, your your show that's coming out and yep. the the session, the fifth quarter, will it be on, will it become a series? Will How will it be presented? Yeah, uh, so season two is in pre-production and we're going to go out, we're going to run the first four uh, episodes, you know, on Roku, <laughs> Apple TV, Google Play, uh, and uh, see see how the reception that we get 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 from that. Right. And then we're going to shoot season two, which should be better because we started shooting season one back in 2016. So maybe season two is going to be, you know, the changes that have happened since then and showing them cannabis right here and now. Because, you know, cannabis changes, you know, day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, you know. So there are a lot of exchanging, ex exciting things that, that are happening in this space that we want to cover. I want to talk to more athletes. I want to talk to more politicians. I want to talk to more entrepreneurs. I want to talk to more people of color. I want to talk to the legacy guys that have been in here for a while from Steve Boom to uh, Steve D'Angelo and those mm -hmm. guys of, of that nature. So yeah, we're going to shoot season, season two, but we, we just want to kick off season one and get yeah. people to tune in, get educated and learn. And it's been a real labor of love on your part to be starting it back in 2016 and have it airing now in 2021. Um, how did you put it together? Uh, that was uh, the, the, our producer, Carrie O'Cardia. She came up with it. And, and it's, a, it's a, a cannabis channel, 420 Media uh, mm -hmm. Connected TV. It's going to have uh, the athletes, the nurses, uh, faces of, of cannabis, which is everybody in the industry. Probably you guys are in there too. But she's probably had over a thousand interviews with everybody in in, in the industry, right. and it's going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be pretty interesting for the people that are kind of curious. It's going to mm -hmm. be pre pretty interesting for the people that are already in th this space, and it's going to be pretty interesting for uh, athletes that that are curious about how to medicate with, with cannabis. It's you know it's going to be very informative for people across a broad broad spectrum of the community because. It's real people. It's not people trying to speak at a scientific level. It's people actually speaking about their personal experiences, how it's worked, what their fears are, what the reality is. And it's demystifying a lot of things. That's incredibly powerful. That's going to that's gonna be, it's going to be really good. We're excited about it. Uh, I've seen a sneak preview of the episode uh we're getting a lot of positive feedback for it and it's going to come out and it's going to educate and inform a lot of people and uh yeah i'm excited it's no more appropriate date uh than this thanksgiving uh you know we've had plenty of starts and stops and whatever but it's here now and it's going to be for the masses I'm, I'm happy because i just feel like it's, it's for the masses and it's, it's going to push this industry forward it's incredibly rewarding when you've worked on a project like that to see it come to fruition. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the feedback drives so much content for season two as well, because you can see where the uptake is in the direction of interest. 
Of course. And, and I appreciate like your show and you guys having me on again and to speak about this because we're all swimming in, you know, the same direction. And, you know, we're just trying to get the word out to, to everybody about this show, about this channel, uh, to learn about, you know, this industry from, you know, their peers and, and people that they know. They're just regular, ordinary people. We're not coming at them at a, you know, uh, 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 60,000 feet level. We're coming at them, you know, where they are. And I think they'll be able to relate to it. Absolutely. Now, you know, one of the issues for moving everything forward is always the pharma industry. They're the ones who pushed hard on the uh, on the restrictions that came into place. They, you know, and they're the biggest beneficiary of medical cannabis staying repressed. How did you reach out to those groups at all in the, in putting together your documentary? I, I I have no idea how to reach out to them. Right. You know, uh, not 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 really. You know, I know the damage that is done to this country. Uh, from the Sackler family oh, it's to horrible. Johnson and Johnson and what have you, yep. you know, but I figure they're going to be our opposition until they're going to figure out how to profit off of it, which, you know, in this industry, I, I might be an outlier, which I'm kind of fine with, as long as they don't synthesize it, make it artificial, keep mm -hmm. the plant as the plant, because if they get into it, whether it's big tobacco, big farm or big uh, alcohol, whatever it is, if they get into it, one of the things that I'm going to be uh, excited about is they get in it. Number one, it's legal on the federal level. Number two, they're going to be bringing billions of dollars of R&D and research yep. behind uh, be, 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 of science for the plant. And number three, the other thing that they're going to be bringing billions of dollars of is changing the perception of a mother in Iowa who wants to take CBD, changes the perception of a father or grandfather in Mississippi that might want to smoke on a low-grade THC to help with his arthritis through their marketing department. Yep. yep. That's what they're going to bring. That's what they're going to bring. And, uh, you know, I always say this, you know, Oregon and Colorado went off in 2012. That was not even 10 years ago. That's like the Wright brothers taking off a kitty hawk. So we're still... Yeah in the single propel, propeller age, we're not even the twin or the jet or the space mm -hmm. age. So that's going to come, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm no, I'm not going to be here to see the space age, but I, I, I might want to take a look at the jet age and see where this thing is going to be 15, 20 years from now, because I think it's going to be an, I think CBD should be in every medicine cabinet in this country because the, uh, opiates and benzodiazepines are, and every, you know, and when you go through your older relative's house and mm -hmm. go back to their bedroom sitting on a nightstand, there's a plethora of, of, of medicines back there. So let's let's replace this with something that's natural, non-toxic, non-addicted. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. We need, you know, we need a rationalization of uh, patient's health. And that's oh, yeah. a point that's sort of lacking in the discussion. We do have to take another short break, but we'll be back with Marvin Washington on The Green Peak. I'm Richard Zwicky. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of The Green Peak. And we're back on The Green Peak with Marvin Washington. And you know, one of the things that we just briefly touched upon, uh, Marvin, was 
the uh, the pharmaceuticals and their you know your hope that they people don't start synthesizing just CBD and everything else. And one of the things that people don't recognize and comes doesn't come into the discussion a lot when you get into the pharmaceuticals and their desire for just a single molecule is there really is an entourage effect in that there's over 400 compounds in the cannabis plant, actually over 500 compounds in the cannabis plant, and we don't understand how they all interrelate. We do know which are the psychoactive ones or the major psychoactive ones, but the rest of them, we haven't figured out 100% how they benefit each other. We just know it works. And, you know, that's not a arrogant statement. It's just shown through years and years of usage that, you know, a, a CBD-rich uh, plant will have a lot of other benefits. You talked about arthritis and, you know, arthritis, there's the anti-inflammatory properties of the CBD. There's the pain killing on the THC if you're using a topical, but there's so many other things. When you're, when you're working with, you know, former players and talking to people in general, how do you explain it? Because it's not just CBD. You know what? You got to talk to them on a level that probably somebody in the kindergarten and first grade can understand it. Right. You got to talk to them very simply. And so you start off with the ones they know, THC, mm-hmm. that's what they know. Yep. Then you go to CBD. Then you kind of tell them about you know, the, the entourage effect and you're in the cannabinoid system. Then you tell them about the other compounds that are in there and how it all works together. And we know they work, mm-hmm. but that's what I said in the, uh, the, the last segment, we need the billions of dollars of, of research and development to see what these other compounds can do. You know, I always say future generations, they're going to look at us like we were cave people because we had all these compounds. We had all these healing properties and we made it illegal, we made it banned, and yep. we're putting people in jail for, 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 for this plant that is gonna be doing so many wonderful things, so many wonderful things Yes. Uh, that you know we had it and we didn't know what to do with it. But once federal legalization comes, I think you know, you're, you're gonna have uh, an innovative age. You're gonna have, uh, it, it can rival the industrial age with the innovations that are going to come once people start to see all these compounds and what they can do for the body. Uh, and it's not going to kill big farmer, but they're going to be a part of it. And so they're going to get away from the synthetic and get back to the natural. And, and that's where we're going to go back to the future. Cause we've medicated with plant-based medicine for thousands of years. We we're did. Go back to it. Right. I mean, there's a reason our bodies have an endogenous cannabinoid system as a major organ. Right. And it's, it runs on the compounds that are in the cannabis plant. And if we have a deficiency, there's only one way to, to get a boost. Just like, you know, I I have a vitamin D deficiency. Well, I have to take vitamin D. I'm not in a place where I get enough sunlight at certain times of the year. And the same thing for other compounds in our body, we need to supplement. And in some cases, and we're dealing with CTE and other things, it's even more acute, right? It's not, it's just like a, any chronic issue or acute care issue. It has to be dealt with accordingly. Yep. 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 And so the whole thing is, like I said, we're, we're really in the early stages of this mm-hmm. <coughs> and heck I'm not going to be able to defend this in 10 years or in 15 years when they, when they be able to ask me why, what the hell were we doing you know, and so the dynamic football player that's going to take this to 
middle America, take it to the South, take it all over the world, probably. He's in junior high right now. Yeah. He's in elementary, the dynamic doctors and whatever. That next generation is really going to take it. But, you know, we need to leave this thing in, in a good place, represent it well, don't do hyper, you know, uh, or, or make all these outrageous uh, claims about the plant because the plant does what it does. Just mm-hmm. follow the science. And then we're just place setters. Exactly. So we need to leave a good place for that next generation that's really going to take this to the next level. Absolutely. And that, that's very, that's a really good insight. That's very true. It's always, you know, it's the way in everything. It's the first ones break the ground. Everyone else sees it, learns what's happened, and then comes up with the innovation that really drives the future growth and the, and the end to the potential. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, like I said, there are people in elementary or people that haven't been born that are going to make a tremendous difference with this plant and plant-based medicine. Absolutely. Uh, There's going to be other ways they can go from, you know, cannabis plant to psychedelics to get back to, 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 to that, man. We're going to go, we're going to get back, you know, there's an undercurrent in this country of everybody, you know, doing urban gardens or going vegan or vegetarian or pescatarian or Mm -hmm. doing things that are natural. I think cannabis is part of that. It's going to lead the way, you know, because we've gone down this road with these synthetics for what, 70 years. And we see what what has happened with opiate addiction. If we keep going down that road, we're going to lose a generation of people. You know, it's shortened the the lifespans of people with these opiates. And then you got fentanyl and, and all these other dangerous opiates and benzodiazepine that are coming in. We need to get away from it. And I believe the younger generation is going to look at it and say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go a natural way, find me a natural way. And it's it's going to change. Uh, Bob Marley said "What the, this back in the 70s, this plant can change the world. It, it, it can. Yeah, it can. Ab- absolutely. And, you know, you're right. There's a greater, much greater awareness today of, you know, people are, are changing their diets to be healthier. Uh, whatever the path they choose it is, it's based on health. They're looking at their medications and their therapeutics how to be healthier in general. And cannabis is part of that discussion. And it's of really great. It you know, it's great that you've brought the attention and worked hard on behalf of, you know, a very visible segment of our population um, with regards to the issues where cannabis can help with these chronic injuries and ongoing and how it gets broader than that on the, on an ongoing basis. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, and I know we don't have much time, but <clears throat> the NFL has two issues. They have the uh, head issue, and yep. then they have, you know, 20,000 former players, you know, uh, 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 that they have issues. Some of them, a large swath of them, have issues with uh, opiate addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, former players are four times or more likely to be used opiates in general society. You of know, that's pretty they scary. When you realize, they it's getting... pretty scary when you realize what's happening with, with, with general society mm-hmm. but it has been shown when cannabis goes into community opiate addiction goes down yes. so let's end this inner let's enter and, and introduce cannabis and all of its wonderful compounds to my former peers and, and teammates and players because they deserve it yeah you know anybody who's sustained a sports injury and has long-lasting effects knows knows the pain to some degree and some yep. have, you know, a much worse time than others. Yep. Um, I think uh, 
any of us who've had to deal with those things can can understand it. Unfortunately, we are out of time, Marvin, but I'd like to thank you for joining us on the Green Peak today. I, I'd like to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to spread the word. Remember, uh, fifth quarter, 1125, 4.30 uh, Eastern. And we're going to educate and inform uh, the public about, you know, athletes and cannabis and treatment and medication. Well, I look forward to uh, listening and watching the uh, fifth quarter on Thanksgiving Day. It'll be great. And it'll be extremely informative for anybody who's looking to learn more about the industry, but also people just looking to get uh, demystified information. Thanks for putting that together. And thanks for joining us today on the uh, Green Peak. And thanks to everybody for listening. I'm Richard Zwicky. Thanks for having me. Peace. Thanks, Marvin. Thank you. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.